0: Well, lads,
1: how are you? How are you getting on?
0: Good now. More sport this morning, is
1: it? There's a fair <laughs> bit of sport, yeah. That's the common theme on this. Sometimes we squeeze in some other stuff, but generally.
2: OTB AM. Live. Weekday mornings from 7 30 on the OTB Sports app.
0: The News Round on Off the Ball. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave with your money back. Neon Night Edition. Available now. Welcome along. So it's been a very lively start to the World Snooker Championships in Sheffield. We have a good old-fashioned beef involving Ronnie O'Sullivan. We have the backdrop of uh, match-fixing investigation underway and a stop-oil protester throwing orange powder everywhere. Just some of the topics to discuss with the BBC's Shabnam, Jonas Jewell at half-past seven. A slight tangent, we'll tackle your emails with our usual panache, flair and intelligence, i.e. not much of above between 8 and 9 plus is the Champions League season evening indeed uh, fresh from Todd Bowley telling them they're an embarrassment Chelsea take on Real Madrid at Stanford Bridge 2-0 down on aggregate Dan McDonald along for the football show 53106 the text number we're at off the ball on Twitter Michael McCarthy here in the studio hello to you how are you Joe and Richie McCormick there as well hello Richie ooh we go again hello Richie he's talking to us but sure we can't hear him Someone's muted somewhere. Here we go. Hello! Did you have yourself there muted in 2023? Apparently so. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I think it was still possible. For God's sake! I was trying to make
1: head and or tail of the uh, the Chelsea starting eleven. Uh, oh, so, yeah, so was I. Forgive me on that front. It's like, uh, without wanting to spoil anything, I love the way every Chelsea starting eleven throws up a player that you haven't thought about, and possibly the Chelsea management haven't thought about in about two to three months. Uh, step forward, Trevo Chalobah tonight for a place in the starting
0: eleven. I was wondering when he was going to make his presence felt. The reappearance. reappearance. Uh, Todd Bowley, of course, fresh from addressing the Chelsea team and telling them they were having an embarrassing uh, season. Why aren't you performing in accordance with your transfer fees? One of his key messages. Maybe because you overpaid for us, as well as this club, <laughs> uh, was the response. Not said out loud. Yeah. Uh, the picture of the Brighton fans shouting down at Bowley and him responding to them was telling as
3: well. He's just so naive at every turn. Don't engage. You just can't win that moment. Yeah, naivety actually is the perfect word for basically his entire tenure so far Yeah, it's it been does sum, really sum it all up really doesn't it he is currently uh, at the Michelin star Italian the River
0: Cafe on the Thames uh, entertaining the Real Madrid delegation you'll remember this time last week in Madrid when he left the cafe on the receiving end of uh, the Real Madrid welcome he was asked how would Chelsea do against Madrid at the Bernabeu that evening and he confidently predicted a 3-0 win for Chelsea which went viral, not least when they <laughs> lost Huno. So who knows what he'll say when he leaves the River Cafe on the uh, Thames. The Thames? I've never heard anybody call it the Thames
3: before. I was going to say.
0: What, what the called? Thames. The Thames. Oh. Okay.
3: Yeah. It's quite a famous river. Thames, Thailand, <laughs> Thailand, that kind
0: of thing. I, <laughs> just, I've just never, ever heard anybody I'm say right. Thames before, yeah. That's interesting. Now maybe you're right. And no, I dare say I'm right. not. I dare say I'm not. Can I talk to you about the snooker for a second? We got oh, you can always
1: talk to me about snooker You
0: got a good old-fashioned good old beef. So, uh, last night, they just stop oil crowd uh, threw their orange powder everywhere. I hadn't realised that there was a second effort to all play on the other table yeah. stopped. But the referee yeah she was
1: re- to be fair the woman is well, we don't one to cast this person about ages she was 22 years the senior of okay. the gentleman who climbed aboard the table and judging by the wide shot where the two protesters could be seen entering the floor uh, she was a lot slower in trying to hop up on the table okay. than the gentleman so yeah there was
0: an effort made to stop her which was successful may um, not have been able to climb aboard the table might have just thrown it, the pedal on. It's, it's higher than you think like
1: when you try and cock your leg up there you know
0: uh, amazing photo by the way I mean the George Powder in the air and he's standing there he's in on his knees uh, Like the reaction
1: to it vivid, it's, like to scene, it's like that scene, like that scene from Platoon the reaction to it has been hilarious I don't know if you saw the response when they finally returned after an hour and a bit last night to the floor like uh, Mark Allen and Zheng Fan, who did return, Robert Milkins and Joe Perry didn't. They were greeted like they were first responders on, the, on Ground Zero in 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like there was a rousing standing ovation for a, a couple of minutes. And the commentator saying, we will not stop for anybody. Like it was like they'd just been at war. It's It was... And then the stuff today with like Barry Hearn saying that there should be like really strong uh, punishments for people who do things like that. Like... They're absolutely. Given these people exactly what they want, and it's only served for people who weren't aware that the World Snooker Championship was on to realise that the World Snooker Championship is on, and
3: everybody's now invested. Yeah, good to happen at this time of the tournament as well. Did you see the clean up? So yeah. now I might not be a hundred percent right in this, but from what I saw, the pictures I saw was uh, one man, the referee, wearing a mask and gloves, yeah. like a like a like a COVID-style yeah. mask, and a Hoover. Yeah and just like that there you go no no military style operation here it's just the referee's responsible for his own table there's something <laughs> like a, something sort of romantic you, about that isn't it the other
1: guy doing the hoovering action uh, near the near the edge of the table was actually the commentator Rob Walker who you'll know right. from the post-match interviews and, and stuff like that so he's been yeah. and he was the one who came out with the line we will not stop for anybody oh, for uh, afterwards okay. as well so he's like he's he's properly on the front line Look, these people only
0: of. want to start as, you know stop climate change. In fairness, they're not... They don't want to stop ...evil. Uh, Although, just stop oil, I thought this was just a general stop oil now everywhere. It's going to be hard to do overnight, but they're more specific. They want to stop 100 licences, which are about to be given in the UK for oil exploration and gas projects as well in 2025. So they're very very much about just this one point. It's not just a climate crisis. Uh, They were also the crowd... He's the guy. Uh, they were also the crowd <laughs> who threw soup at the Van Gogh. Are you going Van
3: Gogh or Van Gogh? I'm saying that wrong. Right i am always you. been a Van Gogh man, but I, I don't know. I, it be, I think it is Van Gogh. But. Are you Pulisic or Pulisic? Let's get them all it, out here. It's uh, Van Gogh, apparently. Well, I mean,
0: uh, I didn't want to say. Louis Van Gogh. <laughs> National Gallery. Uh, they, they did the Van Gogh. Uh,
3: they blocked the M25. <laughs> they tied themselves to goalposts, and now they've hit the uh, snooker. Yeah. As well. I was my, delighted. I got Van Gogh on the show last night at the top of my head when you broke this news live on air because I, I went out thinking I'm after getting that wrong. It was definitely a Picasso. So uh, that's now that you've just confirmed it again, 24 hours later, I'm delighted with myself. Yeah, uh, condemnation all around. My favourite
0: bit of condemnation over the last couple of days of protests <laughs> uh, still remains. AP McGoy saying they're just attention seekers. <laughs> 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 well, you're probably right there. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, this is too much of a detour. We have, in amidst the Just Stop Oil protest, and we will talk about that as well at half past seven, but uh, one of the great beefs of our time is emerging between Ronnie O'Sullivan and Hussein Vafai, who is 28 years of age. is the number 23 in the world. The genesis of this beep, uh, beef uh, is last year in Germany when... Uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, Vafai reckons that O'Sullivan was... Disrespectful. Vafai won that their match in Germany and he thinks that, you know, O'Sullivan, in that not uh, unfamiliar, uh, disinterested way, was just knocking balls around and just like, oh, couldn't care less about this match. And it was, you know, his, his one-time hero, no longer his hero, mm. disrespecting him. And so they are now due to play each other in round two on Friday, best of 25 frames, two o'clock start. And here is Hussein Vafai. He was asked about the impending match against his one-time hero, Ronnie O'Sullivan.
2: I think Ronnie O'Sullivan is such a legend. He's such a good player when he's on the table. And I think he's such a nice person when he's sleeping, you know. just <laughs> He's just such a nice person when he's asleep. So, so, yeah, it's just it's such a... Just, <laughs> you know, you know all what I mean. So, yeah, just... <laughs> It's gonna be a great match for the people. I think every sport needs to have some people like us and show some show something at least, you know.
4: So It'll you're be... looking forward to the match. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of
2: course. I'm I'm looking for him, you know. Just just playing, and I don't. I said that before. Uh, I don't have anything to lose. If he come up and beat me, for example, thirteen nil or something like that, I'm a still. It's the start of my career, so. I don't have anything to lose. At least I don't fear of him, so... Very good.
1: Well, we don't know how much practice Ronnie's doing at the moment, because <laughs> he wasn't very well. He said he was going to go and sit on his sofa and get better. Yeah,
2: he always oh. find the excuse for himself, you know what <laughs> I mean? Just, he's always been like that 30 years. I'm doing that, I'm doing all right, mate? Always <laughs> 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 this is going to be tasty, come back, wait. I <sighs> mean... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, be careful what you're asking for here buddy Because uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan's response was He better not rattle my cage I love it when they do that It turns me on <laughs> <laughs> I get off on it Yeah Quote. You almost want them disinterested don't you You don't want him cage rattled Turned on And itching for this match on Friday
3: Will there be a handshake? i tuning <sighs> oh, in at 5-2 yeah. to, to check yeah, well, I suppose this is all part of Snooker's master plan. It's like, you know, hire the guys to come and wreck the table. Sorry, I mean, uh, <laughs> get a beef going. Suddenly, we're talking about Snooker the first week of the World Championship. Uh, this is Ronnie's 31st World Championship. It's amazing.
0: I was just saying... He's just broken Steve Davis's record of 30. So here, here he is at 47, trying to break Hendry's record of eight World titles, playing in his 31st And world it's the
3: class of 92 with uh, Mark Williams and John Higgins. And three of them th- th- three of those guys were three of the four semi-finalists in last year's World Championship yeah. um, I'm not sure if Higgins and Williams have the unbroken record obviously they don't if uh, if O'Sullivan is um, breaking a record here but like it is amazing the longevity of these guys even in a sport that doesn't uh, require too much physical exertion
0: I know uh, if you want parallels to the upstart uh, putting it up to the season champion Let's go back to 2002 when a much younger Ronnie O'Sullivan said of his match, semi final against Stephen Hendry, I'm going to send him home to his sad little life back in Scotland. I'm going to give him
3: <laughs> a good old dusting.
0: <laughs> that was pretty much the end of Stephen Hendry, wasn't it? Jeez, that's good stuff. More or less, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that was, he fell off a cliff after that. Yeah. Let's get into the news <laughs> round. Uh, lads, that was the most exciting thing to happen at the Crucible in years, says McIncork. Oh, that's harsh. Anonymous says, I love, I, I sorry, I know everyone loves Ronnie, but his behaviour is pathetic. Just constantly trying to be too cool for school. No class. That s- is a viewpoint out there for sure.
1: When he, well, when you say he's like 31 championships yeah. there at, in Sheffield, it's mad to think how many he would have won if he was arsed for half of his career. Yeah, which clearly like there's been issues, but the majority of the time it's been self-motivation. And if that's not there, then he just doesn't perform. If it had been there for the duration of his career, I'd imagine his career would be over far sooner than it has been and secondly I'd say he'd probably have a dozen world
3: championships to his name if not more now because he's straight ahead of literally I think anybody that's ever played the game it's what makes him who he is though isn't it what makes him yeah. exciting so like he might be disrespectful and he might be like you know whatever that that commenter said but at the same time like we I don't think we'd be as interested in Ronnie O'Sullivan if he didn't have that to him he's an interesting human being as well as a snooker player um, Mike in reference to
0: last night I would be grateful if you'd explain the Julius Caesar reference Joe I know I meant Pontius it. I know <laughs> I'm sure Julius Caesar washed his hands on occasion but it wasn't his defining Jesus calling card you don't hear you as, as much about, about punches on. pilot anymore do you? you don't not, no. not after Easter's over anyway you don't so Newsround is brought to you with Gillette Labs get you the a good ultimate. name for a horse race actually no, horse. sorry here. sorry you're the producer <laughs> of the show do you want you to do Gillette read who, who's the Newsround in association bloody hell I'm trying to think of our friends Gillette here Gillette Labs at that. Gillette Labs, John. Get the ultimate shave or your money back, Neonite Edition, available now. So, news round, you're starting with uh, Chelsea, the scene enriched that 2-0 deficit is uh, front and centre at Stamford Bridge.
1: Yeah, they're firm underdogs ahead of tonight's meeting with Real Madrid and Chelsea make four changes from last week's team that played at the Bernabeu running it through that team. Uh, it is Kepa Aretha Balaga in goal. Trevo Chalabat, Thiago Silva and Wesley Fofana are their back three. Uh, manning the wings, Reese James and Mark up. There's a midfield trio of N'Golo Kante, Enzo Fernandez, and Mateo Kovacic. And then Connor Gallagher is in support of Kai Havertz up front. Uh, Madrid unchanged. Uh, Thibaut Courtois starts in goal. You can set your watchback them Danny Carvajal Adair Militeau David Alaba and Eduardo Camavinga are their back four in midfield then Luka Modric Tony Kroos and Federico Valverde Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr flank Karim Benzema Uh, perhaps game of the night tonight though even is probably going to be at the uh, Stadio uh, Diego Armando Maradona where Napoli are hoping to reach the Champions League semi-finals for the first time ever tonight they must overturn a 1-0 first leg deficit at home to AC Milan
0: both of tonight's games kick off at 8 now, which I think everybody stopped in their tracks when news came through of uh, Craig Breen's passing funeral today. Yeah,
1: thousands attended the funeral of Craig Breen, who was laid to rest today in his home of Ferrybank in Waterford. The 33-year-old died in a crash in a pretest event ahead of the Croatia rally last week. Breen's sister Kelly spoke at his funeral service today.
3: Words about my little brother, the guy behind the helmet. Craig made this slightly easier for me, though, because along with his huge achievements in
1: life, he left behind a truckload of fond memories and hilarious stories. Those who know Craig affectionately tell stories about him having a happy knack of just arriving at their door, having sent a very last minute, I'll be with you in ten text.
2: And when you were lucky enough to catch him, you were usually given a night of
1: laughs, mockery, and slagging over copious cups of tea. But he was a rogue for also leaving a little job after him for you. And this one is by far the hardest job he's left
0: for all of us yeah that's pretty sad uh, Rich the snooker continues this evening yeah,
1: Robert Milkins and Joe Perry have resumed their first round match at the World Snooker Championship, still playing the first frame there. South Yorkshire police arrested a 30-year-old man and a 52-year-old woman on charges of criminal damage after last night's interruption at the crucible. The former managed to climb the table, dispersing that orange powder while the woman was prevented from doing so on the table hosting Mark Allen and Zheng Fan, That match resumed after an hour with Allen winning 10-5 to set up a second round meeting with Stuart Bingham. Elsewhere today, Anthony McGill came from 2-0 down to end the afternoon afternoon session with a 6-3 lead over 2019 winner Judd Trump John Higgins completed a 10-2 win over David Grace and he'll play the winner of tonight's meeting of Gary Wilson and Elliot Slessor Wilson took a 7-2 lead into this evening's session Slessor fighting back though in that 11th frame uh, 10th frame pardon me Jack Luzowski will return in the morning with a 6-3
0: lead over Nopon Senkem Steve Davis will always be the greatest says a Texter who's the best sneaker the pundit Best snooker pundit. Who's the Ruby Walsh breaking down the intricacies in a way that nobody's ever seen before? Or is anyone doing that?
3: I don't know actually. I don't know if if it's moved on quite a lot. Like I mean they've had their they've had their crew for a while now. They have. But I I they're brilliant. Like I would take John Virgo commentating on a snooker match over basically anyone in any sport. <laughs> no?
0: Yeah I know yeah
3: he, was re- he didn't do the year They had uh, Covid Because he was uh, I don't know if it was immune he was Immunocompromised de- he's, he's living outside The UK as well And it missed him so badly Is he not retired now no? Is no he not he's, still still he's still going He's still going Yeah Sorry yeah. Okay. But they have a great crew um, Henry's there.
1: there? Alan McMahon is still bits Ken. and as well. He's really good. Ken, of course, yeah I
0: suppose if none of the top players are retiring, on class, class of '92 are still playing. Then <laughs> yeah,
3: they've got no one new. The he yeah. still have to keep doing it. Well, that's it. Like, but like they, some like they, those boys try to qualify as well. Steve Davis is actually very good. I think as a as a pundit, he actually is. He I I find him both insightful and interesting, Joe, mm. uh, which he wouldn't have taught as a as a player when he was known as the the Nugget mm-hmm. and a musician too. David in
0: Kent has reached out on Twitter. Did Mick once mention? Was it Punch's Pilot or Julius Caesar when he mentioned it being a good name for a horse? Once, like ten seconds ago.
3: <laughs> Punch's Pilot. I thought that sounds like a pretty good name for a horse. Okay. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds Pulling like the, the final line. straight.
1: Pontius okay. Pilot has <laughs> condemned his fields to defeat.
3: There you go. Uh, Have I, I don't know. If I'm, I'm sorry if I said anything that offends anyone. No, you didn't. You didn't. I think he wasn't
0: sure if he had said it was Julius Caesar or Pontius Pilot. That was a better. I don't think Julius Caesar is a great name for a horse. <laughs> Can we just isolate that clip? It'll come in handy some stage down the line. Uh,
1: so Richie, cricket then. Yeah, Ireland were the victims of Sri Lanka's biggest ever test victory today. Chasing a Sri Lankan first innings target of our total, even of 591. Ireland were bowled out for just 143 this morning in Gal. Forced to follow on, Ireland's second innings added just 168 runs to their total, handing Sri Lanka a victory by an innings and 280 runs. It was just Ireland's fifth ever international test, with a sixth getting underway against the same opposition on Monday. And Ireland captain Andy Balbirnie admits that they're still finding their feet in the longer form of the game.
4: Our focus is white ball cricket. Um, our home domestic structure is based around white ball cricket. So that's where a lot of our players have learnt their craft, learnt their skill. It's not like other nations where they're brought up in first class cricket and that's where they learn their skill. So we've got to find, in my opinion, I think we've probably got to find a way to harness our skills that we've learnt playing 50 over cricket and bring them out to the test arena. I don't know what that looks like. We don't have a number of test matches where we can plan out a structure and um, a first-class structure where we can plan out you know, how players get innings and players get big knocks. So we're going to have to do it differently to other test nations, and it's going to be difficult, and we're going to have test matches like this, but uh, as long as guys are going out and playing a certain way, and we're not putting expectations on players, we just want them to express themselves and enjoy this challenge, um, because it is tough, and it's only going to get tougher
3: that's really honest stuff I think from Balburnie and it's really good to hear but like this always was the concern in some ways about Ireland you know achieving test status was there was a status in that and, and like a you know a, a recognition um, but it also comes with having to play these games and you know it was all great when they bowled out England in an hour in Lords you know in the first test match but you know this is the reality of it now like you know like at in at this level in this form of the game in Sri Lanka it's like next to impossible for the type of cricket Ireland play and it is interesting like it's going to be such a long term thing to try and evolve at this, th- at this type of the game so it's funny becoming a test nation is becoming like a full member it's becoming you know a part, not on the outside anymore the establishment. but it also means you have to play test cricket which as Bob Ernie's mentioning there Ireland don't play, and uh, like we don't play four-day cricket as it would be at first-class level. Five-day cricket, obviously at Test level, Mm. we play one-day white-ball cricket. You know, so it's just it's such an ask. I don't think people realise that it's such an ask for these players to go and play Sri Lanka in a five-day Test match.
0: They have to go about their business in a very different way, less aggressive. It's a completely different sport. Is it just that you can get away? I, I want to say this respectfully, but a skill deficit can be camouflaged if it's a sprint finish in an hour, whereas over four or five days, akin to, a, you know, a golf tournament you might lead on day one, but come Sunday you'll be
3: exposed. Yeah, it it, it is. It's, I think that's a little bit harsh, but you're on the right track. Like, it, it is more that it's just a different form of the game. There is no, the restrictions that are there. Like, you know, they're not, like... Sri Lanka aren't interested in protecting runs here. They're interested in getting wickets. It's a completely different focus on what you have to do, you know, and um, uh, it's also like, you know, you are just dispelled. Like, you know, one bowler is only allowed 10 overs in a 50 over game. He could come at you all day long in a test game. He could be like, just like this, your guy could just have to face whoever the ace is or the, or the spinner yeah, or whatever yeah. it might be and you know there's just no getting away from them okay, you know so there is, a, there is a lot of that there's fielding restrictions that don't apply all of these things you know like it is it, it is just a different form of the game entirely but it is the hardest form of the game by far as well okay uh, let's when
0: he's back let's chat to Andrew Balberney. invite him to in the studio yeah I'd like love to one. yeah, yeah. Uh, someone asks, any chance of tangent tonight there is an excellent chance of Tangent till eight o'clock. First email is about Arthur O'D. He hasn't seen it yet.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> a look.
0: It I suddenly darted up. Uh, Snooker's commentary is unrivalled. Though I always feel bad for Vir- Virgo. He is one of the only ones there with no world titles. Says Sam Cork. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere close, I would say. But but he did work alongside Jim Davidson on big breaks. So we'll always have that. Yeah. So he just wasn't as good as
3: the. Rest of this table there yeah, or a bit go- un- yeah, Mookie, good. Or-
0: yeah, Jimmy White would, of course.
3: He's- yeah, no, I don't think he's on though. Not on BBC I and mean, in on Europe. He's on Eurosport. Yeah. 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 But he did lose like five world, six, seven, seven, seven world seven. finals. How do you lose seven? You know? Oh, it's insane. Well, you when you seven? have the intake of Jimmy White, it's probably understandable. Sue, 16, 12 up in one of them and lost to uh, 18, 16 or 18, 17. Was he? Yeah, like it was there. He had it. It was the ultimate choke job. If you take choke jobs in sport that you Mm. can't argue with, Mm. like losing something like seven out of the last eight frames of a tournament having dominated. Mm. Uh, Orgy Snyman, Rich? Yeah, he's going to miss...
1: Munster's next and indeed final game in the URC, the regular season URC against the Celtic Sharks. He's following the return to play protocols. Uh, Munster's front row could be boosted for that game by the returns of Dierma Barron and Dave Kilcoyne. They need a win of course to secure Champions Cup football for next season. Meanwhile Munster today confirmed the signing of former Connacht centre Sean O'Brien on a two-year deal from Exeter Chiefs. O'Brien joined Exeter two years ago and started in their Heineken Champions Cup last 16 win over the DHL Stormers there a week or two ago. He's blamed lack of game time at Sandy Park for his decision to move on Uh, Craig Gilroy meanwhile has confirmed he's leaving Ulster at the end of this season the wingers made over 200 appearances for the province in a 13 year career Gilroy says he's moving abroad to experience another club and culture Uh, GA News Yeah, the GPA's Maria Kinsella says female players should not have to wait until full integration with the GAA to get the playing environment they deserve. The Players Association has called for the introduction of an official squad charter which covers the GAA, LGFA and Camogie Association for next season. The GPA has led the way in integration between the male and female Gaelic Games Associations. And we should mention there is GAA this evening. Yeah, semi-finals night in the Airgrid Leinster under-20 football championship. They are into the second half at Port Talton in Navin where Dublin lead Meath by 10 points to 8. Defending champions Kildare, Joe, they play Leash in Port Leash and that one throws in in four minutes' time.
0: 16 matches on in the championship this weekend? Is it 16? Or, sorry, 15. Maybe 15, 15 yeah. 15. I'm not sure, but like... You it, told it, me
3: 16 and then I checked it's 15. I think I said 15, but <laughs> that's why I questioned you. We'll move on. But uh, yeah, it's insane. Like, it is insane. I don't know what the solution is. Again, sometimes when you say these things are bad, people think you're giving out about them. This is, there is, It isn't always the case that somebody's done something wrong here, but I just... I find it hard to think that, like, champ... like what championship ga football or hurling means is you know it's sort of centrepiece in a way like you know and it's something that has a bit of a build up and has a bit of a you know we talked about it before but when you got when you throw 15 games on the same weekend Not how does to that two last weekend yeah absolutely now again the reasons for that are like they're simple enough logistics if you're in a in the football especially where you don't know who's going to be in the game the week after you do have to leave a week in between right. so what could they do? There was, you know, that like, um, but at the same time, it, it just feels like the games lose their importance. I have to say, mm. I think, I think if you look at Galway, Roscommon this weekend, and you look at um, maybe some of the the the, the games in Ulster. And like with the hurling starting and kind of going to take over a little bit because the top teams are all going to play each other. Claire and Tip, Limerick and Waterford on this weekend. Uh, Limerick and it is Limerick and Waterford, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, it's just where's all the attention going to be? It's just it's it is just too much, like really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, has the Champions League been less entertaining this year so far,
0: so far, yep. yes.
3: Yeah. You only need a night though Don't you You only need like One of these Like nights To sort of turn something up Dude, It does seem like In recent years Every night was a night it was yeah, sustainable. It was <laughs> I was going to say it was never going to last. Like, yeah. If there's any game that's going to do run. it tonight,
1: though, it's Napoli and Milan. Like that, the the atmosphere there in Naples is going to be stunning tonight, like far and above anything that we'll see this week. And it's a brilliant Napoli side, which we covered that last Thursday on the show. So, fingers crossed that kind of has the the upturn because Chelsea and Real Madrid ain't going to be it.
0: I know, and yet I know I'm going to end up watching Chelsea Real Madrid if I'm keeping an eye on either, just to see shots of Todd Bowley and Frank and
3: just the hilarity I'm pretty that. sure uh, I just looked at the team from Saturday and I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure five players that started against Brighton on Saturday are playing today and it's like completely different front three and again that's even with changes from last week it's four changes I think from I last week's team so there's just no consistency at all you're saying about the players don't hold of that saying, against them I think it's okay to just re- say look Premier League games are irrelevant it's not about but what I'm saying is there's changes it, there's no consistency from last week's team it's it just consistent yeah, yeah. it, okay. it's just no. I was saying there's, there's uh, a load of changes from the Brighton team but it's obviously we're trying out different things trying out different combinations but from a player's point of view is like is it any wonder we're an embarrassment we're playing like one game being dropped for two there's no chance for anybody to get any kind of a run of form or get any kind of a consistency or develop patterns. We were talking about Villa last night and the way that midfield are playing with each other. They're playing with each other every single week. There's never any changes. Yeah. You know, Chelsea just like ah it could be anyone. Yeah. In any given week. Like, yeah. Well we have a squad at thirty two. Yeah, exactly. But it's totally a, like that's a millstone around her neck.
0: Like we are out of time, Richie. Thank you very much. Nice and jets. Michael back for a slight tangent after eight. Thank you. Thanks.